Hi there, and welcome to the Rebellious Tourist Podcast, powered by Ethical Travel Portal. My name is Linda Verostal, and I'm your host and connector to some amazing people you soon will be introduced to. In this podcast series, you will hear from people we have met through our journeys, that is local people from the grassroots telling their stories. They have one thing in common, providing meaningful experiences to open-minded travelers. So let's dive in and travel virtual to different corners of the world and hear their stories. Today you'll hear from Nobuji Lama from Northeast India, and more specifically from the beautiful Takta Cantonment in Darjeeling District, West Bengal. An amazing place in the mountains, the pine forest, and very often rolling clouds to make the atmosphere just perfect. Here the experiences are lined up for you, like visit to the village, tea gardens, or local farm, the monastery, or the orchid center. You might like to take a walk to a beautiful viewpoint where on a clear day you can see Kachanjonga, the third largest mountain in the world. Today we're talking about the origin of rural and heritage tourism in this area. Connecting with people with roots from here and how people used to travel to cities but did not visit the countryside much. With heritage tourism combined with rural experiences as tea garden visits, farm visits, travel has started to also benefit the local people living here. This at the same time as the visitors get better experiences and local insights from their hosts at the Heritage Homestay. So let's travel virtual to Northeast India and hear more from Norbu about his involvement and engagement to Takta and the local people. Hello, I am uh, Norbuji Lama. I live in a place called Tagda Cantonment, uh, very near to Darjeeling town in West Bengal, India. I basically uh, run a school over here and uh, I also look after the tourism, which we have re- recently started the uh, ruler tourism in Tagda Cantonment. So Tagda Cantonment is uh, basically a very historic place. Most of the uh, bungalows over here were established in the year 1911. And these bungalows are basically built for the British and the Gorkha officers. So um, Tagda was also known as a, a second battle line homes of British and Gorkhas in the First World War. Uh, these bungalows are after the British left, uh, the pre-independence of India. Uh, most of the bungalows were auctioned and uh, the rich people then took it over. And later on, uh, uh, most of the bungalows, we have about 30, 40 bungalows over here, and most of the bungalows are owned by the local people as of now. So some of the uh, bungalows are used by the government office, hospitals, schools, you know, uh, monasteries and churches. And uh, 10 to 15 bungalows, uh, we have... Uh, have a committee to run a tourism. We are running the ruler tourism, or rather I would say we are started a heritage tourism in Tagda since last uh, seven, eight uh, years. 
now the Tagda is becoming, it is completely a new destination. So, you know, we wanted to uh, promote uh, Tagda not only in uh, West Bengal or in entire India, but we wanted to promote this abroad, especially in UK and the European countries, because, you know, they were the one to come here and start the tea industry as well. You see, that is the main uh, concept. That is the main idea. Our Heritage Society Committee uh, to start the tourism in Tagda. I have been at your uh, bungalow and I must say it's really nice. I, I love the location in the pine tree forest uh, yes. and also just slightly outside. So you have a little walk to go to uh, all the different places. So mm-hmm. when, when did the work started with the uh, rural or heritage uh, tourism in Takta? Well, uh, I started renovating in the year 2011. So it almost took me two years to renovate. Still, the work is under progress, under, under, under process. I think we started from the year to 2013. It's almost uh, seven to eight years mm. uh, till now, yeah. What was the drive behind it? What was the passion to start with tourism in Takta? Well, see, uh, most of the uh, tourists, most of the guests earlier used to go to Darjeeling town yeah. or uh, some Kalimpong towns or Gantok, Sikkim. Uh, you know, they used to go to towns. They never know this suburb place. See, Darjeeling is such a beautiful place covered with mountains tea gardens, forests, rivers, yeah. So most of the revenues were uh, especially going to the towns. But these rural areas was always deprived uh, socially, economically, uh, in terms of tourism also. And, you know, basically the people in the rural areas are very shy in nature, you know. So, you know, so we thought uh, in terms of economy also that, you know, why not we start this uh, rural tourism, especially to contribute the economy to the rural people, mm. because uh, the people mostly work in the tea gardens and the agriculture of here. Since Tagda is basically a British uh, cantonment hamlet, I think this is the only hamlet in India where there are so many bungalows. So we thought we would op- uh, we would start with this heritage tourism, right? The seventy-five percent of the people in Darjeeling live in tea gardens. So, you know, the tea garden people, the wages that they get, Darjeeling tea is such a famous all over the world. But the people in tea gardens over here have a very less amount of wages, you know. After this ruler tourism or ecotourism, we started heritage tourism. Now we have started this tea tourism, you know, which will be very, very helpful for the people living in the tea gardens. Now we have also trying to start agro-tourism and certain percentages of the people live in the uh, rural areas like in the agriculture belt. So, you know, we wanted to uh, start agro-tourism. For example, guests will come, tourists will come, stay at their homestays and uh, in the morning they wake up, they have breakfast and they go out on the field and they help them growing, you know, vegetables you know anything else what normally people do back in agriculture you see the the revenue of the tea garden people the revenue of the uh, ruler agriculture belt people would slowly create you see their economic condition would go higher and higher that is the main concept of starting this 
rural tourism, heritage tourism, tea tourism, and agro tourism. Yeah, I think that is yeah. a really great and uh, brilliant way of earning some extra extra source of income. And right, the right. experiences as a traveler, you become part of their daily life for a day or two, so that you kind of understand more of the local culture as well. Yes, the main concept of homestay is to live with the family, so that's the security number one. Number two is the actions of culture, the actions of religion, the actions of languages, tradition, food. You know, these are the concepts where we want to show so show that you know how people uh, in a ruler belt or in the tea gardens live. Yes, you know, and when people come here, when the guests come here, uh, they come as a guest, but when they stay here for a couple of nights, a couple of days, when they go, they go as a family. I mean, you know, it's going to be a family family. It's not going to be a guest coming, paying and going back, you see. Yes, it's a beautiful concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and the exchange of how uh, two different cultures can meet and learn from each other. Yeah, at the homestay, like you say, you live as a family, as part of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, while if you go out and stay at a hotel, you come and go as the same person. <laughs> yes, yeah. So you see, that is the difference between hotel and homestay, right? If you stay, if you want to go and stay in a hotel, you check in, you register yourself, then you get into the room, you have a telephone there, you call and whatever you want to have, you or whatever you want, you just call them and they'll be, they'll reach you yeah so that is the only thing that the mostly the people do in hotel but in the homestay you'd be coming and staying with the family so you know you have that personal touch even if you want to cook yourself if you want to have your kind of food you can always use the kitchen you know you just enter the kitchen you can have you can cook yourself in fact you can cook and serve to the family also that is ultimately the concept of exchanging each other each other's food mm. uh, you know the culture and in uh, in uh, takta in your area you said there are about 10 to 15 different homestays uh there are many homestays mm. but i was just talking about the 15 bungalows which bungalows, are used yeah. as a uh, bungalows used as homestays all right but apart from the bungalows these heritage bungalows you know we have all together about 100 homestays and each each homestays has about three to four rooms you know mm-hmm. or probably more than that because the uh, the the criteria of homestays uh, the, the minimum is one room and the maximum is six rooms yeah. but the bungalows just to have that clear the bungalows are part of the heritage from 1911 yes. Right, right. Mm. When you uh, were uh, restoring, did you um, have to go through a lot of the uh, ornament in the house and keep them as they were from back in the days? Yeah, see, uh, since it was almost 100 years old bungalows, so mm. most of the bungalows were in a very dilapidated condition. Yeah. You see? So to restore, I mean, it, it took a lot of time. It, it also took a lot of money. So we wanted to, I personally wanted to get back the glory of those days back, trying to uh, preserve the heritage, you see. We are trying our best to bring back those uh, days glory, you know, mm. the, the, same, the same structure, the same structure back. 
but there are a lot of works yet to do you know there are a lot of things to do there are a lot of you know interiors to be done the furnitures to be done because there were no single furnitures over here since it's just been like seven eight years we've been trying our best to restore it and still there are a lot of things to do in the future and it is also the privilege privilege for the people to come and stay here in a heritage bungalow which is like more than 100 110 years absolutely yes yeah. and you could um, you can almost feel the history in the walls <laughs> right right yeah. right i read somewhere you call the takta the heritage land oh yeah yeah because yeah takta i would yeah proudly say it's a heritage land because you know in entire india I think uh, Tagda is the only British hamlet. Why I proudly say is because, as you know, the capital of India uh, was Calcutta earlier, right? Before New Delhi. Yeah. Uh, when the British came here, you know. The uh, British have chosen Darjeeling as a summer capital of India then. Yeah. So that is why most of the, uh, you know, when you come to Darjeeling, it's it's not like India, India, you know, like it's like it's like European country, you see. Mm. So this is the only uh, the heritage hamlet uh, which is still existing. I mean, there are other places definitely, but uh, we have we are trying to preserve this place. The main idea of opening, uh, starting a homestay, the heritage heritage homestay in Tagda is to connect people back there, you know. So their ancestors were here, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I am sure uh, the people in staying in Europe whose ancestors were here would definitely, definitely would love to come and see them, see the places where their ancestors were born and lived here once. You know, that was a long time back. That was probably that was 100 years back to connect yeah. the people back in Europe with Tagda. Back to the heritage land. Back to the heritage land, yes yeah i think that is brilliant and i think also that it really would work we see that in norway too that we get a lot of travelers from uh, from the us and that that has roots from norway and oh, they, want right. to, they want to go back uh, where their you know grand grandparents came from basically see where their roots coming from so it's right, kind of similar, right. but obviously different parts of the world yeah. Let's talk a little bit about experiences. How many days would you say that uh, people should spend if they were staying in your bungalow? It depends on people to people. Yeah, mm -hmm. Some of the guests would love to come and stay here. Just relax because they, they are still so stressed out back in the cities. You know, so, uh, hustle, bustle, pollution. So they simply want to come here, just spend the quality time with their family just relax doing nothing this is the main idea coming to the ruler places because it is not at all polluted it is eco-friendly you are in the middle of the jungle you are living in the middle of the jungle right uh, some of the guests would love to stay here for like uh, a week lesser than the week or more than a week you know so i i get an inquiry of uh, some of the guests saying that I wanted to come and stay for a month. Why? Because they don't want to city now because of this COVID, uh, you know, so everyone is working from home, uh, work from the nature because I live 
uh, in the middle of the pine tree, pine forest, you see. So people would love to come here because we have an internet facility. At least I'm, I, so we are lucky to have this internet in Tagda as of now because earlier it was very bad. So like I'm speaking to you straight away where I can see you also. Yeah. So which means, which means the internet is okay. I mean, so the guests wanted to come here because they don't want to work from the city. They go for a nature walk. They go for a sunrise, you know. So after that, they come here, freshen up, have breakfast. They, then they start their usual walk from home process for certain hours. Yeah. So they can always take a break uh, with the homely food that we serve them. Uh, they can always enter the tea garden, tea walk, you know. Or they can always go to the factory to see how tea is manufactured, you know, and the processing of the tea, you know. So this is what they actually normally do. I mean, they, they, they go for a bird watching, they go for a trekking, or you can simply sit and relax, read your book, you yeah. know, a sunbathe, <laughs> yeah. sunbathing, you know, do nothing. Doing yeah. nothing is also some kind of relaxing. Or you can do a meditation, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it has so much to offer. And even... Uh, looking at the little village that is also close by that is also quite yeah. interesting for uh, uh, for visitors i think yes small yeah yeah since since you have come and you have experience you have seen that during your stay you must have come to know places of here you know the people of here so people are so humble they are always uh, greeting each other and you know smiling and always yeah. happy happy you know like <laughs> that's the best thing that yeah we have in here always respect very very friendly yeah, yeah seem to enjoy having uh, visitors coming uh, your involvement in the community uh, mm -hmm. you have quite big passion for the community and the people and the land everything yeah what is your involvement or how do you let yourself be involved like in the school uh, okay. i know you have a big part playing a big part there I was in a way very lucky to study in a school in towns that was long time back. Yeah. So after I finished my graduation, so I thought I would uh, contribute something, you know, for my society. I live in a very small place and uh, the population is very less. So it's mostly surrounded by the tea gardens and the rural areas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, the uh, the children of these tea gardens hardly get an opportunity to go to any good schools in towns and cities, and uh, their economic conditions also very very poor. Yeah, so I thought after I finished my graduation, I thought that I would establish a school, especially uh, for the uh, the children uh, living in the tea gardens. Yeah, so I thought that I would cater the uh, underprivileged children as well. So I established a school in the year 1996, so which is almost 25 years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, this is basically for the people from the rural areas yeah. who cannot afford to go 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 to any good schools in towns and cities. So this is the contribution that uh, I would proudly say that I'm doing to the community. And uh, my father was a very simple, humble person and he had established a monastery in the year 1984 mm -hmm. so after he passed away so 
uh, I being the only child, so you know, so I'm also looking after the education of the monk, uh, the management of the monastery, which is the only monastery in Tagda that was also, in fact, a British heritage bungalow. You know, oh, okay. so later on it was it was converted into a, a monastery. I think you're doing a good job. I, we did go and see the monastery and the school during the 25 years the school has been uh, running. I guess you've seen quite some students uh, being graduated as well or finishing. Yes, yes. Now they're doing very good because there's the there's the only English school that we establish over here. But there are other government schools, yeah. but there's the uh, English school. Uh, you know, where we're trying to give the best that we could. So mm -hmm. children are doing very good. I mean, most of the children who passed from here has become the highest rank of jobs. So that's something to be proud of, you know. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, basically in my school, I also get the, uh, the foreign teachers, especially uh, when they have this gap year right yes, yes. Uh, so uh, they come and you know uh, cater the children in my school which yes. is also adding thing for the local people so the 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 volunteer teacher coming all the way from europe coming and teach staying over here kind of uh, adding bonus to the society uh, where they come and teach the local uh, local students mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time they can always go or somewhere in and around Darjeeling on the weekends, you know. So that would also give an experience to the uh, the foreign teachers coming over here, staying. And it is also, you know, exchanging the culture, languages and the education system, you know. So this is also a good thing that we could do, actually. Mm. Yeah. So where yeah. can people... Uh find you or where can they find Takta Heritage Bungalow number 12 on the internet? I have a page in the Facebook and an Instagram. And with that, I say thank you so much to Nobu Jilama for talking to us about heritage and rural tourism in Takta Cantonment in Northeast India. To listen to more stories from the grassroots, do subscribe to our channel, The Rebellious Tourist, which is powered by Ethical Travel Portal.